the show on the road yep <laughs> yep all right welcome back to wtm watch this movie i'm your host eric Mulder. so he says wrecked him damn near killed him i'm starting to think i should switch my clip one of these days it's been that for a while now it has so i gotta start thinking about a new clip it just occurred to me what clip i should change mine to hmm yeah, I think I'm gonna switch it to uh, Respucia from Norbit saying, <laughs> "How you doing?" <laughs> and I'm gonna do one from the end, so you have to watch the whole movie <laughs> before you get to it when you record it. That second voice you hear is Mr. Brett. Here is your sounder, sir. I'm kicking it live, homie. Kicking the stupid dog moves, busting it out. So you want to get rid of that, huh? Uh. Yeah, probably. Probably pretty soon. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't uh, decided on a replacement yet, although that Respucia one might be. Yeah. How you doing? You want to get the mic just a little closer to you? Pull it up. Or, or do you want to turn it up right a little in bit? There. Now I can talk real soft and sexy. <laughs> How you doing? Love Me Sexy by Jackie Moon. You got the album? <laughs> The single that he stole from his mother. <laughs> was uh, his mom played by? Uh, was a famous Motown singer like Darlene Love or something? Oh, I don't even. From Semi Pro, we're talking about Semi Pro. Will Ferrell. I don't think I've seen that since it was in the theater. I bet I could look it up right now. I don't remember whose mom was. Just if know the, if the result is lackluster, I will cut this out. I just know that uh, he was really offended by being called a jive turkey. No, that was uh, Will Arnett. Well, oh yeah, he tried to, Jackie Moon tried to uh, de-escalate. No, he called you a cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to de-escalate it. (laughs) Oh no, nobody called anybody a jive turkey. (laughs) Yeah, the announcer guy's like, hey, nobody called anyone a JT. (laughs) (laughs) Who plays his mother? Oh, it's Patti LaBelle. I love Patti LaBelle. Stir it up. Do you eat her? She's uh, all over that Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Do you eat her sweet potato pies? I don't know what song is that? It, no, it's literal. Oh, she wait. They're very popular. They sell out. So she has like a company that sells sweet potato pies. Yeah, it's like the most popular sweet potato pie in America. I've actually never. I don't think I've even heard of a sweet potato pie. It's not from your culture. <laughs> But what is it? Okay. I know I, what sweet I potatoes it, are. I already don't like sweet potatoes right off the bat, so that's kind of a deal breaker. But yeah. So what goes into a sweet potato pie? Could you I've never, lyrical about I've it? I've never had it. I think it's just sweet potatoes. It's like a pumpkin pie, but they make it with sweet potatoes. 
Okay, so it's like a pie. It's not like a a, a pastry all by itself that ju- they just call pie. It's a literal pie. Like a moon pie? <laughs> no, it's it's a literal pie. <laughs> okay. I think the first time I heard of one was on The Fresh Prince when they were talking about their Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, maybe I'm sure I've probably heard or maybe even seen a sweet potato t- pie in real life, but but it's uh I think it's uh kind of a southern thing and uh I'm not a pie guy in general. I'm not very either. few pies I I'm like. I'm not either, but Patty LaBelle is very famous for her pies. Probably more famous for her pies than for her singing these days. Really? So she has her own company, right? Is it just like Patty LaBelle sweet potato pies? Or is I it... think so, yeah. Huh. I think they sell them at Walmart. But okay. they, they go fast, is what <laughs> I've heard. I've seen many news stories about them. Mm. All right, well, let's get to the uh, breaking WTM news. We have finally decided on our theme for the summer. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what Drum it is. Drum roll, please. Our theme for the summer is summer. You got it right. Can you take it? (laughs) Can you take the excitement? We were tired of thinking outside the box, and we're just like, wait a second. We're overthinking this way too much. Let's just do summer movies. Sometimes the best things are right in front of your face. (laughs) So these are movies that either A, take place during the summer, B, remind you of summer, or C, came out during the summer. Summer movies. That's typical blockbuster fare, that type of thing. Yeah. If it has to do with the summer, it's fair game. A uh, couple of the movies we've already decided on are, first of all, Scarface. We'll probably do that one around August or so, but Scarface isn't, I mean, you can tell it's around summer, but it's also Miami, which is yeah. kind of hot all the time. It's well, I think, like I think it movie. spans a few months or years at least. A few yeah. years probably. Yeah. But most of it are... During the hot, sweltering summer months. Yeah. And it's like, it goes from Miami to Columbia and back. So, yeah. (laughs) It's just hot. And they're very sweaty most of the time. They go to the beach. Mm -hmm. If they go to the beach, I think that counts as a summer movie. Yeah. Uh, We'll also be doing Stand By Me, which is, that's a stamped, confirmed summer movie. That is kids on summer break trying to, you know, looking for dead bodies. Yeah. That's all they want to see. It's a good hobby for children to have. <laughs> a couple other ones. I really want to do The Great Outdoors, which is like a summer family vacation movie. With John Candy, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, maybe um, Do the Right Thing is another good possibility. Do a breakdown of that, possibly. It's like mm-hmm. the takes place over, I think, like the hottest day of the summer in um, Hell's Kitchen area. Yeah, that's in Brooklyn. I think so. I assume it's Brooklyn because it's Spike Lee. Yeah, you you would think. But he's a Knicks fan. He doesn't like the Nets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, the Nets are a bunch of (laughs) Johnny-come-lately. That they are. Speaking of movie stars who like the Knicks, did you hear about uh, Ethan Hawke (laughs) is no longer a Knicks fan because they asked him to pay for his tickets? (laughs) Yeah. Because he used to never have to pay for tickets for years and years. And then I forget, wasn't he critical of... He went on the uh, some radio show and said something critical of the owner of the Knicks. Okay, and then they're like, yeah, you get off and start then, paying. The next time he called, they're like, that'll be $7,000. Like, 
Oh, no thanks. Well, I'm sure they even wanted him to probably pay after he broke up with, you know, him and Uma got a divorce. Because you know, on one hand, you know, for a while he's probably bringing, he's got Uma on his arm. Yeah. Bringing her to the games. You know, that's a lot of good when eye did, candy for the folks at the game. When did they split? Mm, I'd say early to mid-2000s. Okay. Well, he still made some movies after that, though, so. Yeah. He's still Maybe mid-2000s. But, I mean, that that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when they said he started. It was like 01 or something that they said mm-hmm. he started going for free. Yeah. They're like, a- well, you're not bringing Uma anymore, you know. <laughs> you're not bringing the talent and the looks into this arena anymore, so we don't really want you, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't be the first time he's heard that. Why <laughs> uh, don't you grow your goatee again? <laughs> Hey, he's okay in some things. It's true. He does a lot of romantic uh, dramas, which is yeah, weird. Th- and then he be- does some those uh, before movies, Sunset Before Sunrise. The movies he does with Julie Delpy, before those noon? are big hits. Yeah, is it Before Noon? I don't know. That's no, not Before Noon. Is it Before Sunrise? Before Sunset? There's another one in there. There's a third what? one. Yeah, but then he did like Training Day and Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what else he did. Oh, he did, he was in Gattaca. Yeah. I watched that not that long ago. Oh, really? Watched yeah. that biology class in high school. Did you? Yeah. What was the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember Gattaca, basically. it's Yeah, Gattaca, I just remember that it's something to do with the uh, DNA or something. Yeah, something biology related. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. This summer is going to be... Summer AF is what it's going to be, as the kids say. I say it too, and I'm <laughs> hip and cool. You you say lit af? Do you say that on the Twitters? Hashtag lit af. I say it IRL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that means in real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In case um, you didn't know. <laughs> Let's get to some uh, recently seen. This is not a news episode. We just wanted to get the word out about our summer theme. And also still next week, we're planning on doing our Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind breakdown episode. So look out for that next week. And after that, it's all summer until it's not. Basically the end of August. Yeah. Which leads into our horror extravaganza. Then it gets gets real scary. Yeah. Two months of horror movies. September yeah. and October, and I think we're going to end the summer with a summer camp slasher movie, probably mm. The Burning, but more on that in August. How about that? Be a nice transition into the horror films. Hold that thought. More to come. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I, it's been a while since I've reminded the listeners about our rating system, explained it. Maybe there might be some new listeners to the show. So just to go through it quickly again, we have five ratings. And from top to bottom, they are as follows. Watch this movie ASAP, you know, as soon as possible. Watch this movie soonish. Watch this movie eventually. Watch this movie as a last resort. And watch this movie never. Now, the ASAP and the never, you know, are the polar opposites. Hmm. And it it's actually pretty hard to get into either category. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, explanation, like, I guess detailed explanations, or at least a more detailed explanation um, on our website, on those pages where we list all the movies that we've rated so far. But basically, ASAP is kind of an iconic movie. It, maybe it 
um, kind of the best of the best, the Citizen Canes, the 2001s, uh, but also, you know, maybe like a, a Days and Confused or if it maybe it changed the way we perceive movies or watch movies or maybe change the way that they're made, kind of like, you know, game changers. Um, whereas the Nevers, they kind of just offer nothing. Yeah. We kind of consider them there to be no redeeming value. Yeah. Even like some some shitty movies, you'll find some some good scenes or maybe just some certain aspects you like. There's some funny stuff here. Or there's a cool action scene and towards the end, that sort of thing. So like like Rocky Five is in Never. I just put a movie in there last week called Mechanic Resurrection, um, which is a sequel to a movie I actually liked, although I think I rate it as Last Resort. That's the stigma. Even if we name it a Last Resort, it doesn't mean yeah. it's a bad movie necessarily. It's just we want to rank these movies in the order we think you should watch them. The best movies out there, you know, you should watch first, and then we go soonish. Those are great movies. You should watch those soonish eventually that's kind of our general stamp of approval it just means that you should watch it before you die it's the movie is worth your time right and last resort you know watch it if there's nothing else on or you know you're, you're just in the mood for something like that yeah. there's plenty of movies on there that we like and there's also there, you know there's plenty of movies on there that we don't really like but maybe there's some some sort of redeemable quality in there or something that we right. think you will find redeemable there's something in there that'll keep you entertained enough to to make it through. Yeah, you know that's why we call it last resort. It's a mixed bag. So you could say like the last resorts and the ASAPs may probably have well even the eventually they have like a wide range. Like yeah. just because two movies have the same rating doesn't mean they're the same. They're just in the same ballpark of each other. Mm-hmm. We got five ballparks, all different names. Um, but yeah. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com to further read about our ratings and see the movies we've rated. And, you know, you have disputes? You think one of our ratings is horseshit? Disagree with us? Write us about it. We have movie fights, which we will not be doing on this episode, but that is a new segment that we started where at least Brett brought up um, Fantastic Mr. Fox last episode. That was rated as an ASAP. Jones and I both like it a lot, but even Jones said, you know, I probably shouldn't be an ASAP. We had listened to that discussion, but we get into animated movies and what their worth is uh, along with other genres of films. Uh, but, you know, write in, say, hey, I disagree with this rating, and we'll probably talk about it on the show. Yeah. And it might change. I'm going to change the rating of Fantastic Mr. Fox from an ASAP down to a soonish. Which is probably a Still too high. Yeah, yeah, Brett's still mad about it. A <laughs> little sore, but still too high. We we but, compromise uh, somewhat. Yeah, I guess he wants it a last resort. But I mean, come on, guys. That's my personal <laughs> feelings. But yeah, join the conversation, as they like to say. <laughs> Do you hear that that phrase a lot? Join the conversation. <laughs> hit Get us on up the on the tweeters. Hit us up on the Twitter machine. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's get into it. What did you see, Brett? What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? Well, I uh, went to the movie theater Ooh. this past weekend, which is a rare occurrence for me. Usually I wait till they're on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw Deadpool 2. Oh, good for you. And how was it? <laughs> it was great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> 
Let's see. Uh, directed by David uh, Leach. Is that how you say it? Leach? Leach? Starring Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, uh, Morena Baccarin, Julian Dennison, Zazie Beetz, TJ Miller, Leslie Uggams, uh, Karen Sony, Brianna Hildebrand, Jack Kessie, and a handful of other people who you may or may not uh, recognize. Uh, plot summary. Foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, <laughs> brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy with supernatural abilities from the brutal, time-traveling cyborg Cable. Cable? Which, uh... This movie was fantastic. Did you go... I'm sorry. Yeah, you you went over all the whole cast, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was zoning out. I'm sorry. There, uh... There are a couple surprise uh, cameos that I don't want to mm-hmm. ruin. Yep. You may have seen it on the internet already, because they don't give a shit. They'll ruin everything. But yeah. They'll put it in the headline, and then they'll the article will say, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, gee, thanks. <laughs> uh, this movie, uh, if you like the first Deadpool, this one is uh, more of the same uh, type of humor. It's hilarious. A lot of, uh, it's soups meta. As we like to say on the show, a mm-hmm. uh, lot of great action scenes, uh, fight scenes. There's new characters that weren't in the first one. Uh, some familiar faces to comic book fans or fans of other comic book movies. Uh, and I just I thought it was fantastic. <clears throat> fantastic. It was entertaining from start to finish. Like I said, it was pretty hilarious. There's some jokes that. You don't see coming, and then they just hit you real hard, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, some things that you 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 would never think of uh, in a million years how they came up with it. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is fantastic. As him as Deadpool is probably one of the best uh, casting choices in comic book movies mm-hmm. that I've seen. Yeah, I mean he fits it so well. He plays it really good. Um, one thing I will say, if you have not seen Logan and you want to see Logan, <laughs> you probably want to watch that before you see Deadpool 2 because they spoil the ending of Logan immediately. <laughs> and it's a it's kind of a, a running joke throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I will say it's a soonish. Soonish? Ooh. Soonish. I, I think the first one I liked a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is fantastic again. Um, so I I say like I said soonish. Um, but with the caveat, uh, check out Logan first if you care about whether or not that gets spoiled. Okay. All right, kind of like uh, you know, Jones talked about Infinity War more or less spoils Civil War kind of right away in the beginning, yeah. which you expect from. The sequential, those Marvel movies are all together. You know? Right. And this is a Marvel movie, although it's not really a Marvel movie. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. Yeah, it's a Fox, uh, mm-hmm. 21st Century Fox or whatever it's called. So it's it's like the, it's underneath like the X-Men yeah. wing of Fox. Yeah, so there's, there's like one of the jokes is uh, 
Deadpool decides to join the X-Men and he's an X-Men trainee mm. and they all make fun of him for being a trainee. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like the first one, uh, Colossus is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other one's name? I forget her name. Yeah. Negasonic Teenage, uh, I could probably look it up here. Negasonic Teenage Warhead is back. <laughs> uh, Dupinder, the, uh, Taxi cab driver's back. Mm. TJ Miller's back as kind of the uh, the uh, the bartender sidekick type character. Mm. I wonder um, if he'll be in the third movie. You don't have to talk about spoilers, obviously, but you know after this came out, obviously people were saying, "All right, let's." When are you guys going to announce Deadpool three? When's it coming? Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds talked about, you know, I don't know if there is going to be a Deadpool three. He seems more like he wants to explore the X Force. He wants to there to be an X Force movie. Well, so that it, might be the next step. It would be a, a pseudo Deadpool sequel, but yeah, which I, yeah, that they do kind of not to spoil too much, but I could see them going that direction. I mean, it's not really a spoiler if he says it out in public, and it's it's kind of in the yeah. trailers. You know, there's more characters, and it seems like they're joining together as a team. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the first Deadpool, it was just they kind of show up at the end and they help him out. <laughs> yeah, the first one was like a, a revenge movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. This one's got kind of a tinge of that, but it's more of a like a standard superhero movie. There's a good guy protecting other people from bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Brolin as Cable was really good. Um, I know the plot summary, you know, says they're protecting the one kid from him. Uh, that's only kind of half the story. Um, so I, I won't go more too much into that, but. Um, it, his character is a lot more complex than, you know, I'm, it, it kind of starts off as kind of a Terminator type, mm-hmm. but it, it gets more complex, uh, and they did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell the budget is higher than the first one cause they do more, uh, like big action scenes and fight scenes and, uh, they do have more characters and bigger name actors and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, again, fantastic movie. If you like the first one, you'll you'll really enjoy this one. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see it. What did you see? Are, I did saw. Did you talk about something a movie yet? Not yet. I also saw a sequel. This one's called Super Troopers Two, from 2018. Had so many sequels and remakes. And... <laughs> hey, it's getting to be summer. It's when they're all coming out. <laughs> uh, directed by Jay Chandrasekhar. Uh, starring Jay Sandra, uh, Chandra Sikar, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, uh, Paul Soder, our very own Eric Stolhansky, born and bred right here in Minnesota. I've been watching a family of deer down by Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Random Minnesota reference. Um, Sean William Scott. Another Minnesota dude. Yep, another Minnesota dude. Is Steve Zahn in there too? You have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Uh, Steve Zahn is not. Uh, Clifton Collins Jr., Damon Wayans Jr., Brian Cox, uh, Rob Lowe, Hayes MacArthur, uh, Tyler Labine, Will Sasso. Pretty good cast. Will Sasso is still getting work. Oh, sure. He's back to a big weight again because he kind of goes up and down. A little bit. He's back to a, a, a big end. I don't think he's as big as he was like when he started Mad TV, though. I don't know. It's, he's he pretty is. big in here. 
uh, I think he was really, really big on Matt TV. I suppose, and Happy, the Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's not that big, but it's pretty close. Anyways, uh, storyline. When a border dispute arises between the U.S. and Canada, the Super Troopers are tasked with establishing a highway patrol station in the disputed area. So basically, it's kind of like, you remember, well... <laughs> This is a funny question I'm going to ask you here. Do you remember watching Rush Hour? Never saw Rush Never, Hour. Never saw Rush Hour? <laughs> Never saw Rush Hour. Because <laughs> part of the plot to that movie is about, you know how uh, the UK used to rule over H- Hong Kong? Yeah. And they relinquished their power to the back to the Chinese in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the plot somewhat to Rush Hour 1. Well, this is kind of the same thing that's going on here a little bit. For the purposes of this movie and story and plot, there's an area, and is it Vermont? I figure it's in Vermont, right? I think. I think so. So northern Vermont that is currently Canada, and they're saying there was. I think there was like an error or something back in the day when they were, you know, zoning it or creating the border, and they're like, no, this is actually the U.S. So they're handing over this small little territory back to the U.S. Hmm. And so. You know, the Mounties are supposed to be leaving and these the super troopers are supposed to be taking over. And of course, you know, the the local Canadians don't like the US they're, coming into their neck of the woods. They're taking over one city at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that type of thing. So the conflict uh, Rob Lowe plays the mayor of the town. Uh, but yeah, the conflict arises obviously with the um the Canadians and the US at odds. I would say uh, I did like it. Um, you know, big fan of the first one. I do like Broken Lizard guys quite a bit. I mean, they don't always have the best movies, but yeah, there's always there's usually something redeemable. I mean, love Super Troopers. Um, their first film, Puddle Cruiser, kind of impressive for being like a student film. It's very independent, very low budget. Pretty impressive what they were able to do with that. Uh, it isn't the greatest movie, but still impressive. Super Troopers is great. Club Dread, I haven't seen in forever, but that one seems like it was hit or miss. Uh, Beer Fest, I liked a lot. Slammin' Salmon was not a not a fan of the Slammin' Salmon. Didn't, uh, what's his name, the, the Indian one? Jay Chandrasekhar. Yeah, the guy with the long name. <laughs> he directed uh, Dukes of Hazard, didn't he? Yeah, he pretty much directs all the, all the Broken Lizard stuff. Yeah. And he directs other things. I like the Dukes of Hazard with, uh... Sean William Scott and yeah, I haven't Knoxville. watched that in forever. The unrated DVD is uh, much different than the theatrical release. Oh, really? A lot of titties. <laughs> Not Jessica Simpson, of course. No, but there are a lot of other titties. Mm. It's it's like a hard R. And, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And the theatrical. Well, pretty much any titties will get you an R. The theatrical but. was a PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the uh, the unrated one is like full of f words and nudity huh. and that's oh, weird when they that do that stuff. when they actually like completely change a movie yeah they did that with the fourth die hard movie live free or die hard that came out in the theaters as pg-13 yet when he got it on blu-ray or dvd there was a there was an r-rated cut hmm. and they kind of 80 yards some f words in there so it didn't really sound that natural yeah. um i don't think they put in any nudity but they're like, okay, we need McLean to say fuck a few times, so we'll throw yeah. that in. Because you're pretty much only allowed one F word for a PG-13 movie. 
And of course, they save it for, you know, yippee ki motherfucker. But they didn't even do that. No, they did. He kind of mumbles it a little bit, but yeah, he says it like they, they, like, muffled it. Or well, they, he shoots a gun as he's saying fucker. Like, it wasn't uh, clear. But yeah, um, a little weird when they do that. Uh, back to Super Troopers 2. I guess it was kind of a weird experience because I went to that theater over in your neck of the woods. And it was another, you know, reserve seating theater, so you pick out your seat. And it was in probably their smallest theater you know it's been out a few weeks and i think there was only five rows and there was one person in there and he was right in the middle and i didn't want to sit right by him obviously or or her i didn't know if who it was but once i got in there it was yeah it was a guy and i picked right in the front row i was like ah, i don't mind sitting up close and they were all recliners so i reclined all the way back it was fine but i was still like below it and it was above me and it was a curved screen yeah so I guess it wasn't the best viewing experience. So maybe I might like it more on a second watch. I mean, it was still funny. They definitely didn't cut any corners or, you know, they gave it their all, I thought. Everyone, all the Broken Lizard guys. I didn't think they, you know, mailed it in at all or anything like that. I thought they put forth a good effort and uh, lot, still a lot of funny stuff in there. They rehashed a lot of the older jokes, which, you know, sequels pretty much do all the time. But I don't know. For now, I'll just say it's a last resort. Um Still check it out if you're a, if you're a fan of the first one, you're gonna like this one. I mean, I did. I'll end up buying it. But yeah, for now, we'll just say last resort. It's a last resort. Yeah. What else have you seen lately? I saw a 2018 Showtime documentary called Word Is Bond. Let's see. It was directed by Sasha Jenkins, and uh, the synopsis goes like this. Uh, what was born on the streets of the South Bronx has now taken root globally, and the young poets of New York have helped to spawn regional dialogues everywhere. Through dynamic archival footage, in-depth interviews, and verity excursion with artists like Nas, Tech 9 J. Cole, Rhapsody, and Anderson Pock, Word is Bond explores the many dimensions the hip-hop poetics no that hip-hop poetics occupy uh so i thought this was pretty fascinating uh it's basically about um lyricism and hip-hop and kind of the uh the way different rappers go about coming up with their um their rhymes basically um how they structure it how they write it how they uh fit it to the beat mm-hmm. um how they know uh what syllables to hit um and when uh and, and as it said they go to a bunch of different parts of the country and interview different rappers uh new school rap- new school rappers old school rappers like big daddy kane gets interviewed rakim gets interviewed um then they have like J. Cole, Tech Nine. They come to the Twin Cities, talk to people like Brother Ali, mm-hmm. um, and other people at his label. Mm-hmm. Um Jadakiss is on there, Nas is on there. And I, I thought it was really interesting. I think if you're a hip hop fan or a rap fan, uh it's a it's a must watch. And even if you're not really into hip hop or rap, I think it's it'll still be worth the watch to kind of get a better understanding of how much work and artistry uh, actually goes into uh, being a rapper, mm-hmm. at least a rapper that cares about his lyrics. Yeah. 
So I I'll give it a soonish. Ooh, um, another one. Soonish. Like I said, it's really interesting. Really uh, learned a lot, um, and it, I think it'll uh, you'll really appreciate um, the work that goes into being a rapper a lot more after you view it. Okay. Cool on Showtime, huh? Yep. Came All out right. 2018, so it's pretty new. Yeah, we've three 2018s in a row. Although now I'm taking us back to 1976 with a movie I saw called Assault on Precinct 13. You mentioned it, the Ethan Hawke remake earlier. Yeah. But I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen the remake, though? No. It's pretty good. It's pretty action I've never watched it because I'm always like, well, I should watch the <laughs> original first. And I finally did. I usually think that, but I don't think I knew it was a remake when it was in the theater. So I saw it in the theater. I found a, a sweet steel book for like 10 bucks. At least you had a work with like that, steel books. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, so Assault and Precinct 13. So uh, embarrassing, shouting her out. Are you going <laughs> to leave that in there? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Directed by John Carpenter. Uh, starring Austin Stoker, Darwin Jostin, Laurie Zimmer, Martin West, Tony Burton, Charles Cyphers, um, Nancy Keys. I think that's about it. Storyline. An unlikely partnership between a highway patrol officer, two criminals, and a station secretary is formed to defend a defunct L.A. precinct office against a siege by bloodthirsty street gang. So... This was a little actually kind of confusing right in the beginning because they talk about this this precinct 13 is closing up shop because they're kind of consolidating or moving some of the precincts around in LA. Yeah. But on the outside of the building it says precinct 14. Now I was confused the whole time. Oh, and the building like in the in the stone of the building it said precinct 14. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So since I've seen the, either of them actually, so I don't remember. Because for a while, I was like, oh, maybe I just saw it wrong. But I was like, no, no, a four and a three are not alike whatsoever, pretty much. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it was something else that I just, maybe it was part of like an address or something that I didn't see. But anyways, it is Precinct 13, apparently. I don't remember. Because they are, it is, they're transporting prisoners out of there. Is it possible that there was a scene where they show them going to Precinct 14 and then they cut back to 13 and then it wasn't really clear that they cut between the two maybe that, that could have been it but i mean the ones the prisoners in in the prison in this movie or the precinct in this movie are kind of new oh yeah i guess they could have been transfers fuck it is a little confusing regardless yeah it's basically it's down to this uh cop who's kind of just assigned or assigned to this this task at the beginning of the movie, and it's the same day. It's kind of one of those. It's another movie that takes place all in one day mm-hmm. or one night for this purpose. But yeah, there's pretty much nothing going on in the precinct. It's almost all but shut down. It looks closed. There's signs up saying that it's pretty much closed, and this gang is not too happy with them, and so they decide to bring an assault upon this precinct 13, <laughs> and a uh, a siege ensues. Um, a lot of fighting. Uh, I thought this was, you know, this is John Carpenter in his heyday. 
And I thought there was a lot of good suspense, action. You know, it's another one of those movies that people always say, you know, they don't make them like this anymore. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty true. Um, pretty unique practical effects. You know, it's it's a lower budget movie because this is even before Halloween. Halloween was 78, 79. So this is 76. He had done, let's see, what did Carpenter do before this? Because this is one of his earliest hits. Because he started out directing, you know, a couple of, you know, a few shorts. And his first feature was Dark Star in 74. Then Assault in Precinct 13 was his second. So Halloween 78. Um. You know, The Fog, 1980, Escape from New York, 81, The Thing, 82, Christine, 83, Starman, 84, Big Trouble, Little China, 86. So this is right at the start of his 10-year reign at the top of kind of cult film. Yeah. You know, they live in 88. You know, mid-70s to late-80s where John Carpenter was kind of at the top of his game. Towards the top of Hollywood as well. Um, So, yeah, I thought this was a pretty interesting movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I would say it's an eventually. Eventually. I thought there was a lot of stuff to like. Keep your interest. It's short, like right around 90 minutes. You know, like I said, good action, good suspense. It's a very, it's kind of a high, another high concept movie. Yeah. They're pretty simple. So, yeah, check out Assault of Precinct 13. You know, you always see these remakes, and there's usually a reason why they did a remake. Because the first one was good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've seen both of them. Um, I saw the remake first. Uh, the remake's a lot more like fast paced, mm-hmm. and and yep, you know, obviously because sure. it's that's kind of the style of the uh, the era. Um, so I don't think I appreciated the original as much. Although I have a feeling if I watched it again, I probably would. Um, which I've been kind of meaning to. Yeah. Uh, so. I probably will give it another watch, um, but yeah, I kind of I think I agree with that assessment. All right, what's your third movie? I think we're both just going to do three today, so yeah, what's your uh, last one. I'm going back to 1955. Ooh, I'll see your 1976 <laughs> and go back to 1955. The Quatermass Experiment. The you, what? Have you heard about this? The Quatermass Experiment. Quater? Q-U-A-T-E-R-M-A-S-S. <laughs> Experiment without the first E. It starts with an X. <laughs> it's uh, directed by Val Guest. Stars. Well, you know what they see what they did. Equator, Experiment. They took out both E's. That's what they did. Equator, Experiment. Well, I, I saw this on TCM, <laughs> and they, they had a little intro to it, and they said uh, they took the E off Experiment because it got a... Uh, X rating in uh, England for being like too suspenseful or scary for younger viewers, like hmm. for people under sixteen. So like, fuck it, we're we're X experiment. <laughs> That's right, rated X. Okay. Uh, so it stars uh, Brian Dunleavy, Jack Warner, uh, Margia Dean, Thora Hurd. Uh, yeah, people probably don't remember most of these other actors. Um, let's see. Pro- Professor Bernard Quatermass's manned rocket ship returns to Earth, 
but two of the astronauts are missing and the survivor seems ill and unable to communicate. Hmm. So, uh, right off the bat, this rocket comes crashing into a, an open field and uh, there's a, kind of a, it's kind of in the middle of a small town, um, rural town. And so everybody's kind of curious about what's going on. And it turns out this uh, Professor Quatermass, is, he's the one that built the rocket. Uh, and then he sent three astronauts into space in it. And two are just gone. They don't know what happened to them. Their suits are still there. They're all like put together and zipped up. And, you know, you don't know what happened to them. And then the third one is kind of like a like a fungus or something on his skin and he can't mm-hmm. talk and he's kind of catatonic. Um, and, uh, so this, this surviving astronaut goes under, uh, you know, supervised, supervised care. It's like he's possessed. His wife breaks him out and, uh, he just starts kind of like transforming mm-hmm. and, uh, attacking people. And it, it's, it's actually really well done. Um, the special effects I thought were fantastic for 1955. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really suspenseful. Um, uh, like I said, I watched it on TCM. They compared it to like Doctor Who before Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, it was um, originally a there was a BBC like miniseries called Doctor Quatermass. Uh, hmm. It was one of the first. Uh, Hammer Pictures horror movies. Okay. Uh, but the American distributor ins- insisted they had an American play Dr. Quatermass. Mm. And he's probably the worst thing about the movie because <laughs> he's really abrasive and kind of, uh, you know, an easy character to not like, mm. even though he's supposed to be the hero. And But, like, the second half of the movie, he's not there very much, so it it's more focused on the astronaut and the changes he's going through. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is fantastic. Uh, so I, I'd recommend this. I'd, I'd give it an eventually. So I think, uh, this is one to check out, especially if you're into like 1950s sci-fi or like, is it a hammer horror movies? Um, sorry, you said eventually, eventually, okay. eventually, the Quatermass experiment. X X X X yeah. experiment. And they they said there's a couple of sequels. I have, I have one that uh, I recorded but I haven't watched yet called uh, Five Million Years to Earth, where apparently they have a British Doctor Quatermass in that one. So mm-hmm. um, I'll be checking that out too. All right. Well, uh, last movie we're going to talk about today. It was older than my last one I talked about, but only by a few years. doesn't catch up to yours. Mine is from 1973, Westworld. I've been uh, about to finally start watching the series on HBO, so I figured, hell, i got to watch the movie first. Um, I, don't, I don't wanna, probably don't want to watch the movie after I watch the series. That's what I did. Yeah. Well, Westworld from 73... It was written and directed by Michael Crichton, which I found interesting because I didn't really think Michael Crichton directed stuff. I thought yeah. he just wrote everything. You know, you know, he wrote Jurassic Park and Twister and was a writer on ER. And It's shocking how many things uh, Michael Crichton has 
written. I didn't realize how long he's been around. He's been around since at least the 70s. They started with a TV movie the year before called Pursuit. They did a movie in 78 called Coma. Then apparently he did a, a remake of The Great Train Robbery in 78. Looker in 81. Runaway in 84. Physical Evidence in 89. And you know the 13th Warrior from 99. Remember that Antonio Banderas movie? It says uncredited. Uh, so he was really. an uncredited director. Hmm. I think he wrote that movie. So I'm guessing maybe he was on set and did a little work. Maybe. I'm guessing there was some behind the scenes trouble with that movie. But yeah, Michael Crichton directed this. Uh, it stars Yul Brenner, Richard Benjamin, James Brolin, uh, Norman Bartold, Alan Oppenheimer, Dick Van Patten, Victoria Shaw, Linda Gay Scott, Steve Franken. Storyline, a robot malfunction creates havoc and terror for unsuspecting vacationers at a futuristic adult-themed amusement park. So the setup to this movie is, forget, do you remember the name of the company? There's it's some company that has this resort. Yeah. And there's three worlds. There's West World, Medieval World, and Roman World. And you can take a vacation, as they say, in either one of them. Yeah. It's a thousand dollars a day. It's like GTA in real life because it's an open world setting. I mean, it's it has its limits. It's probably each section is probably only you know a couple square miles, maybe something like that, or maybe even smaller. But uh, there's a lot of robots there they interact with. So in Westworld, you know, there's uh, saloons you can go and drink, and there's prostitutes you can go and you know sleep with the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. You can gamble, you can fight with people, you can shoot people talk to the sheriff you get to live out fantasies same thing with medieval times and you get in the sword fights and you probably try and court a queen or yeah some sort of you know what's a, what's a good word for just a normal lady in medieval times one that's not affiliated with royalty uh, a lady yeah Cause you, <laughs> I don't know. a dame what what a dame would be kind of like the western time frame wouldn't you think no a dame? no not necessarily because, well, I mean, Dame Judy Dench, that's more of like a, a royalty thing nowadays. Yeah. Because that's like the opposite of sir, right? It's the sir equivalent for women in England, isn't it? I don't know how that works. I don't yeah. know. Sir that. Anthony Hopkins and Dame Judy Dench, like she's a dame. Like, I thought. Like Dame Edna? I don't know. What's, who's Dame Edna? Edna? She's a drag queen. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I hear hey, British listeners. Let us know what the hell is a dame. I don't know. I don't know if Dame Edna is still alive. She was around years ago. But anyways, yeah, you can just pretty much, you know, consequence free. You can do whatever the hell you want in here. Um, Like the guns, like if you you can't shoot another human because there's sensors on the gun that will cause it not to fire if whatever it's aiming at is warm. You know, it, it senses, you know, body temperature. The object has to be cold like a robot for it to fire. And they go into how these certain things like that work. And um, I got to say, I was actually, I didn't have low expectations or high expectations, but it was just like, Oh, this has got to be something to watch. And I had a hell of a time watching it. I really enjoyed myself. I thought the special effects were terrific for 73. I thought they held up pretty well. Yeah. Um, 
This movie is right around 90 minutes as well, so it's also very short. I thought it actually could have been another half hour, and I still would have been engaged the whole time. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job of, like, you're watching the movie, you kind of put yourself in the main character's shoes, you know, what you would do or things like that. Like, they kind of do a good job of exploring different aspects of what that world would mean to somebody visiting it. Like, what you would want to do. The I don't know, it's hard to describe. Just if you can do whatever the hell you wanted with no consequences, right? what would you choose to do? And they kind of explored that a little bit. And I think they could have done it even more. But obviously with a, it was probably a lower budget movie, although they did have some bigger names for the time. Yeah. With Yul Brenner, you know, famous Western star. Uh, he plays like the main robot in the movie. Uh, but James Brolin was pretty big at the time. The other guy, other main character wasn't, I didn't really recognize him. That's Peter Martin. But... Like I said, the special effects were good. There was some miniature work uh, done in there that was pretty seamless, I thought, with uh, to get to this area where there's these three worlds, you take a hovercraft over the desert. It's kind of out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. That's where all this stuff is located. And uh, there's some cool special effects stuff and miniature work. Definitely worth checking out. I had a lot of fun with it. There's a sequel called Future World that I have not seen, and I also... I'm guessing that's not considered to be as good as Westworld. Yeah, but, I haven't heard much about Future World. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you don't really hear anything about that. You hear about Westworld. You don't hear right. about Future World. And in fact, I don't hear much about the movie Westworld. I hear about the TV show all the time, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you see it in stores a lot now because they're yeah. banking off of that. They're like, oh, they like the show. They're going to want to buy the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say check it out. I'll call it an eventually. Eventually. Good stuff. Yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. So, I don't know. Pretty solid six movies. I think so. You have anything else you want to add? No, I think that's that's about it. All right. Stay tuned for our breakdown next week of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And uh, get ready for the summer with our summer movies for summer. Summer. <laughs> summer, summer, summer. Summer. Vote for summer. Uh, <laughs> uh, reach out to us. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate, subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher. You can also listen to all of our episodes, download them from our website. So check that out. Yeah, they're all great. Well, <laughs> there's some of there maybe we can do without. But there might be a, one or two stinkers. On the whole, they're all pretty damn good. I mean, come on, guys. And this is an unbiased opinion. <laughs> yeah, you're not so in all of them. Totally objective. Yeah, I'm in all of them. I there's some I'm like, eh, I can do without. <laughs> Usually the older ones that aren't dealing with movies. But yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Most of them are pretty good to great if I do say so myself. Yeah. And I mean if you're a new listener, go check out the old episodes we've done and 
look at the the movies we've uh, done leftovers and breakdowns for and check those movies out and then listen to those episodes. Yeah. You don't want to have it spoiled for you before you watch the movie. That's why they're there. <laughs> Although some of them, you know, you might want to listen to the episode if you're on the fence and if you don't mind it being spoiled for you just to see, you know, whether it be worth watching or not. Uh, yeah, if you're the type of person that is the opposite of Jason... <laughs> Jason doesn't want to know dick about the movie. Like, if you want to know exactly what to expect <laughs> before going to see the movie, you can listen to the episodes first, but we recommend seeing the movie first. Yeah. Some people do that. They'll they'll be watching the movie and like, oh, I want to see how it ends. So they'll look it up on yeah. their phone. Like they'll go to Wikipedia or something. They're like, oh, that's how it ends. <laughs> like, well, why the fuck would you do that? Right. But, but if you're looking for movie recommendations, you know, check out our uh, rankings on the web or ratings on the website but mm-hmm. also go through our episodes and yeah. see the ones we've we've already talked about i don't think we've done an episode on a movie that we haven't ranked at least eventually or higher so they're all movies that we like a lot and would recommend yeah so if you take our word for it movies that are worth watch the movie and then listen yeah. movies are worth talking about for an hour to an hour and a half yeah or in some cases, the longer movies, eh, two, two and a half hours. <laughs> if you see a two and a half hour episode of WTM, you should probably watch that movie pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be your breakdown. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.